For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year. You can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, most of my most of my betting, looking at betting is in the game spreads and you know totals, but I mean I'm really deep deep diving in some of these 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 props, these prop bets for just games. And they are some fascinating, fascinating stuff. I mean Bet Online just gives you more options to wager than any other place. On the internet and don't forget there's always the online casino as well it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today but online your online sportsbook experts episode of the Believe in Northwestern Football Podcast, a podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, and one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am Peter Warren, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, former All-Big Ten receiver, Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy, we're looking at it, a great matchup this weekend with the Wildcats against the fellow undefeated Badgers with... The Big Ten West Division in the battle. How how hype are you for this game? I mean, Peter, it's always great when we get to jump on these and uh, Northwestern's still undefeated. Let's just say that. So um, I, I'm super excited. It's 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 great to see the team from where they were last year to how far they've grown and and um, just picked up ground and how they're competing this year um, compared to last year. It's it's super exciting and this Saturday is is going to be a big test for us and. Um, Hopefully we come ready because uh, it's it's the Big Ten West title in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, and I totally agree. I mean, Wisconsin, you know, after two weeks of having to be out due to a COVID outbreak, they're two and zero. Destroyed Michigan last week. You know, Northwestern entering at four and zero, coming off, off a big win against Purdue in West Lafayette. And you you mentioned in, right there about the growth and sort of difference between last year's team and, and this year's team. And I think the Purdue game really, you know, showed that in all, in all three phases of the game, you know, it was not Northwestern's best performance, but they kept making winning plays and winning decisions. And I mean, I think that's very much reflected in, in the final score of 27 to 20. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think we sustained drives. We picked up key third downs when we needed to, and we just kept moving the chains. No, we didn't really have a ton of explosion plays, as you like to call them, but we methodically moved the ball down the field against a very good team. And um, that's something that, you know, we, we have to, 
pride ourselves on and you got to take your hats off to our offense uh, for, for doing that. And I think Peyton Ramsey, like we talked about earlier, I think he played his best football. Yeah. Ramsey, 212 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. All three to RCB or Chucky Bowman, you know, really, you know, a type of game you really love to see, especially from a, a senior and a guy you, you just know has the respect of not just the wide receiver room, but that and the already offense, but that entire locker room. You know, what'd you see from, from him in that in that game, you know, as a as a as a receiver yourself that really helped him have, you know, a little bit of a breakout game there? I think he's just playing with a lot of confidence. He he came into the season, you know, and I think with, with Skoranek leaving in Notre Dame, I think you know, he, he knew he was going to be the guy. So, and he stepped up in a big way and he's uh, proven himself game in and game out. And uh, he's really created a good chemistry with Ramsey. And I think um, that's just continue going to continue to grow throughout the season. But it's evident that RCB is Peyton Ramsey's guy right now. And um, I say, you got to feed the hot hand, man. He's, he's playing great football and um, Peyton really trusts him. So I, I hopefully this continues to grow as the season progresses. Definitely, and, and you know, you mentioned him being the guy right now, and it's just great to see a guy, a guy like RCB. You know, you know, first, you know, three years, you know, stuck a little bit behind Ben Skronk, a few other guys early on in his career, so wasn't getting a lot, of, a lot of reps and as many opportunities as you'd expect a guy like him. You know, a, you know, a guy who can, you know, as we saw Saturday, make a lot of plays. You know, maybe it was. McCall's offense wasn't the best fit for him. But I think it's just an example, and we've seen this in multiple games now, where just different guys, we've seen John Rain, we've seen Kyrick, you know, you know, Mike Pajakin is really living up to that idea to, to get the ball in the hands in the hands of playmakers and let, and let them do work. And I think what we've seen so far, that is if you're a Northwestern fan or just Northwestern that's offense staff in general, is that it's not just, you know, one or two guys you have to go with every single game. There's a a bevy of players who can fill that offensive playmaker role depending on matchups. I think, you know, going forward, especially in a game like Wisconsin with, with, with a great defense, having that is going to be massive. Oh, absolutely. And you could, as you, like, as you said, it's been a bevy of players. Like, it's, it's whoever's the hot hand, whoever has the most favorable matchup, we're exploiting. Um, you know, like Kyron did get a lot of touches, you know, rushing the ball and, and catching the ball. So they thought they had a little mix there. Like, I just, I just think he finds a great way to get our playmakers, the balls in unique situations. And whether that's how he motions formations, he gets the defense off their normal game and gets the ball in our playmakers hands. And I, I think it's, it's been fun to watch and, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens on Saturday. Who's going to step up and be the guy on Saturday? You know, you just don't know. Yeah, it's really been, you know, for the, for the first four games, it's been pretty much a different different guy every, every single time. Different guys have sort of popped in and out. But it's like, you know, Kyrick's pretty much been there the entire time. And he, you know, he's had his, his bigger moments, RCB on, on Saturday, John Rain in the opener. It's yeah. just it's just I mean, Riley it's with the game when he touchdown catch against Nebraska. Like it's just it's it, you don't know who's gonna step up. Yeah. I think that's just so exciting after especially last season. I mean it it's it, it's so easy to compare this season and, and last season for Northwestern for just, you know, very obvious reasons. The team already has 
you know, four games in already has more wins than it did last year. But it just feels it just feels apt because last year just felt like nobody on offense was was getting a chance to make these type of plays, you know. You mentioned not having many explosion plays against Purdue. Definitely true, especially in the run game, which we, we can get to in a little bit. But the thing is, like, you're right. They're sustaining, and they just kept maybe not explosive plays, but, you know, solid pickups on first down, you know, a couple of picking up, you know, 10-plus on first down. It wasn't exactly, you know, blow you away, you know, crazy, you know, I don't you know, like, put it down in like in like a in like a, a book on like the most beautiful offenses. But I mean this is a fun offense to watch. It gets the job done and it's clearly having a lot of success against these big ten defenses. Right. I mean we sustained drives, we kept our defense off the field. You know, we we methodically moved the ball down the field and kept our defense, you know, well rested and you know they played their tails off yet again. But that's the like it, like we we talked about earlier, man. Playing Big Ten football, it's a dogfight, man. You're 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 swinging, and you know we're we are swinging, man. And we stick to the run game. We don't give up on it. I mean, Isaiah Bowser, 13 carries, 27 yards. We stuck with him though. We kept pounding the ball, and I love that. We never gave up on our game plan, and eventually, you know, you're gonna pop one for for some big yardage, and and we just stuck with it, man. And I think that's um. You know, hats off to our guys for believing in our coaching staff and believing in our game plan and then just executing. They, they went out and executed the game plan and came away with a great W. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's a great point. It's sort of sticking with, with the game plan. You know, you mentioned the running game as a whole after, you know, a really, in my mind, really solid first three games. You know, struggled against, against Purdue's defense, 40 carries, 80 yards, you know, average two yards per rush. Um, you know, it was, like you said, not, you know, not, not, not very efficient, not, not the best, but they kept going at it and they kept sort of trying to, to work it in. And even compared to last season, I think you, I mean, McCall very much would stick with it with what he wanted, but it just, it feels different when, with, with how this, this offense is trying to do it. Because it's just it doesn't feel like you're just running the ball for running sake. You you can tell there's there's a purpose to these runs, even if in the moment you're not picking up yards. Exactly, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's a it's a way different feel from last year's offense. There's balance. There's cohesion. The team seems to be on the same page, and there's really not a lot of negative runs. Like we're always moving forward, and, and I think last year we had a I don't even want to talk about how many. TFLs the opposing defenses had against us, but like we don't, there's not a lot of negative plays and, and we're not beating ourselves. And I think that's just, um, you know, hats off to our coaching staff and our players for just stepping up and, and continue to grind and, and punching these guys in the mouth, man. They're just, they continue to move the ball forward every play. And that's, that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely talk about, you know, you know, not a lot of negative plays, not explosive plays. You look at at on the defensive side of the ball, they not only held Purdue to very minimal if add you know, you have the one forty yard touchdown, the first touchdown for Purdue in the game. That's really all the explosive plays I can remember. Kept David Bell in check and especially in their own game for them, a lot of negative plays there. You know, Ekuliota, Ernest Brown, 
you know, Tommy Adebore, all three of them, you know, wrecking havoc on the front to force that that passing attack into you know some incompletions, some 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 bad decisions, and you know, for a defense that's you know number two in efficiency according to ESPN in the country, it was just another performance that you just sort of you know you know shake your head and clap at because it was just impressive to watch. They, I mean, they are game in and game out. They come ready to play, and I mean. I mean, Purdue's run game was non-existent. We made them completely one-dimensional. They had to throw the ball. I mean, they threw the ball 51 times. But – and just being able to keep their playmakers like Bell in check, like, yeah, he had nine catches, but he didn't even go over 100 yards. So we kept everything in front of us. We didn't let him make a big play. I, I think our defense right now is that they're just playing with a with an attitude and a swagger that is just it, – it's suffocating for other offenses, man. When you make another offense one-dimensional – it, it, it just totally turns the game in, in our favor. And uh, our secondary has been stepping up and making plays all season. And uh, I know that was like kind of our big question mark this year, that in the defensive line. And, you know, the, the places where we thought were weaknesses are now becoming our strengths. And um, it, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. They're exciting. And um, they just play with a great attitude. And Hank's got those guys just, just firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, I mean, he, de- he definitely does. You mentioned sort of turning the weaknesses into strengths. I mean, if you had told me that, you know, halfway through this condensed, you know, COVID-shortened season, that you could make the case that the the defensive back group was the most impressive unit among any of all unions across offense, defense, special teams, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like, even with the, the linebackers and, you know, the wide receivers supposed to break out, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, but I mean, Brandon Joseph has been a revelation coming into a, a safety role. He's looked not just, you know, making plays. He just looked co- confident, like he's going to be a force in, in this conference for years to come. I mean, we knew what Greg Newsom could do when healthy. And, and sure, he wasn't 100% to start. But I mean, his performance against David Bell, you know, I you know, Fitz gave him the win in the matchup. I'd, I'd have to agree. You know, if you're holding yep. an All-American like that, a person Fitz believes is the best wide receiver in the country. You mentioned nine catches, but only 70, I believe 73 yards, you know, targeted 17 right. times. No, and, and you mentioned no big plays over the top. And, you know, after the game, this is something Greg said, like he, he came in knowing, you know, you know, obviously it's going to be, it's going to be a matchup. Bell's a great receiver, but he said, I'm not going to let anything over the top. And then he didn't. And it's just, you talk about winning football games and, and making the right decisions. It's it's you know it's it's a little bit of a small thing to be like, you know, I'm gonna shut down balls that are top. And obviously, it obviously makes sense for a cornerback in that situation, but to go out and do it and really, you know, cut a valve of Purdue's offense off like that, it was tremendous. And you know, especially when they were, you know, down throughout most of that game, a, a big play like that would not have just Obviously, got the score closer, even tied it. We also swung momentum in, 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 a, in a remarkable way that, you know, depending on how Northwestern was going off at the time, might have been, you know, a real a real change in that game. Yeah, absolutely. And and Purdue did their best to get Bell on one on one situations with Newsom. Like that that's what they wanted. You could tell. Like I mean, seventeen targets. The guy. That's a ton. I mean, I wish I got seventeen targets when I was playing. My gosh, but. <laughs> 
putting him out there on an island and, and performing the way he did. He played physical. He played with an attitude, man. And he he, he brought it all game. And, and I mean, you got to take your hat off. He knew he was going to be on an island that whole game. And he, he was up to the challenge, you know, and, and really shut down, like, arguably one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the country. And um, you you have to take your hats off, man. That That's stepping up to the challenge and performing at your best in a, in a big situation. So I, I just think the entire secondary, like you said, is just been playing unbelievable it's obviously led by jr pace but brandon joseph's a stud and he's gonna be a stud for years to come like you said and then you know camry ruiz i can never say his name right he's also playing great football right now man he's stepping up and making big plays like we just got we just we just got some guys out there that are it's they're they're a fun to watch every single one of them we really do not have a weak part of our defense right now and um that's exciting. That's good news. And we have some depth to back it up, which is just even better. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. You know, you, you mentioned Cam Ruiz there, the other starting cornerback with, with, with Greg. I really want to give him, him some props because, you know, his the last two years, he's been okay. You know, he's been – I, you know, Right. I, he's, been, he's been all right. You know, he's had, a, he's had his struggles, especially, you know, Last year, when, when when Greg and, and Trey had some injury bugs, he had to be the, the number one guy. He looked a little overwhelmed. He looked a little out, out, of, out of his place. Not not like a you know the camp playing. So he was sort of like as a young guy being thrown to the fire, as as Fitz loved loved to to say and become a, a cliche last season. But he's a guy who, and we've talked about this a bunch. Like we're, we're going to see who put in work in the off season. We're going to see who really dedicated them, themselves and, and put in a lot of work in the right for a season. I want to give him props. It's, it's clear he, he has improved in a, in, a, in a tremendous way where right now you're not really, you're not hearing his name a lot, but that's because, you know, they're not throwing the ball near him that much. And if they are, it's not for, it's not for big, big plays. It's not for, you know, big first downs, big chunk plays. He's doing his job on, on the opposite side of the field from Greg. And, you know, especially, you know, after a great game for Greg, Cam's not going to get as, as much props. But, I mean, what he's doing right now is really, really tremendous. And I feel like if you had to give me a most improved player for this team, at, you know, halfway through, he'd be the guy. I, I would 100% agree with you. I think going into the season, I think I talked like, you know, that that was my big question mark, you know. Was was corn like who our secondary, and then you know now it's like oh it's you know our strongest part of our defense, you know it's they've they've grown and matured and and stepped up in a big way this season and it's not like it's going to be easy next week man um you know Mertz at, at Wisconsin likes to spread the ball out to a lot of different people and um, they're going to have their hands full so it's going to be a big test again this week. Hmm. No, definitely. And I mean, you mentioned Graham Mertz, you know, replacing who replaced Jack Cohn in the offseason in October after Cohn had, had surgery. But I mean, Mertz has looked in the first two games, you know, I feel like it's it's important to mention too, Illinois, Michigan, especially this year, not the two strongest opponents, you know, sort of beating up on, on some some of the weaker teams in, in the in the conference. But I mean to still put up, you know, 40 plus and in, in, in both, you know, beat them by 38 points. Like, you know, say what you want about Illinois not being great or Michigan, you know, and Harbaugh just 
sort of derailing all, all you know, off the rails. I mean, to still do that in two games, sure, also with the two-week break. I mean, that's impressive, especially for yeah. an, an offense that is not known for being the most explosive. No, I mean, going to Michigan, playing in the big house, and coming away with 49 points, like, uh, not many teams have ever done that. So you got to you, you got to realize that that's a that's a really good football team. Yeah, they haven't had the strongest schedule and Michigan's not who they used to be, but it's still Michigan. You know, they came to play in the big house and, you know, they got their best, but that's that's just how good Wisconsin is right now and they're they got a hot hand, they're healthy, they've had those two weeks off to, you know, get guys right if they were down. So it's um it's going to be a huge challenge for us, but um like I said, it's 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 gonna be a it's gonna be a slugfest man it's gonna be a punch out they like to slam the ball down people's throats rushing it I don't even know how many people rushed the ball against Michigan but it was a ton and then Mertz has been solid five touchdowns his first game comebacks with two against Michigan which they didn't need to push the ball or throw it really so you're gonna have your hands full and Hanks I know I know knows that and whenever we play Wisconsin I feel like it is it is a slugfest mm-hmm Totally, totally. And especially, you know, we, we talk about their offense there, but their defense is also operating on another level right now. I mean, hell, Illinois, to just a, a, a single touchdown, Michigan to 11 points. They're number one, you know, again, despite the small sample size, they're number one in the country in scoring defense, number one in, in, in total defense, number one in defensive efficiency. I mean, they're... Their defense is playing is playing real well right now too, and I mean you know, props to to Coach Christ up there for getting his team, getting the Ducks in a row, getting the team looking like this, especially you know, like everybody having having a lot of questions, but it's just gonna be my mind is just gonna be so fascinating to watch, not just from a you know just a a pure you know Big Ten. West Division on the line, just as like these two have over the last, you know, half decade, you know, risen to the, the top of the of the Big Ten West, and, and you know, people might not be able to surprise, but even even the Big Ten, you know, these are no doubt the two best teams in the West at the time, two to the I'd say the best five teams in the whole conference over that time span, and it's just gonna be fun to sort of watch these. These two have they sort of developed a little bit of not just a, a rivalry that I think's been there for a while, but just sort of like a rivalry that always feels like there are so much stakes attached to it. I feel like every time we play Wisconsin, it's a big game. You know, minus last year, but every season it seems like it, it's it's something. Um, you know, from back when I was playing to you know, Damian Anderson, and you know, in two thousand up in Camp Randall, like. They're always playing for something. And, you know, being so close to Wisconsin, you know, it has become sort of a rivalry game. And I feel like we've upset them a few times when we weren't supposed to win. And, you know, we've played them, you know, extremely tough throughout the year. So I think it's it's obviously going to be a challenge for us. Um, but I, I think they have a lot to worry about with us as well. I, I don't think it's it, like I don't think they're sitting comfy right now up up in Camp Randall, they're, they're, they got to be worried about this Northwestern team and what they're capable of and how solid and, and our defense has played where we're going to be able to shut down the run and, and, and force them to be one-dimensional just like we did Purdue. Mm-hmm. 
no, definitely, definitely. You can't, and I think if you, you know, especially at this point, if you're overlooking this this Northwestern team, I mean, that's just, I think that's just silly. I think then even their number 19 ranking in the country, I think is is underrating them, especially when you look at look at their schedule. I mean, the, their body of work I, is just it blows my mind. You know, like our our wins, you know, against solid opponents. And you know, you got Iowa winning, you know, crushing Michigan State and just you know, just handing teams left and right. It's just it kind of blows my mind. And then you know, Maryland going out and just demolishing teams. Uh, I mean, not demolishing, but demolishing Penn State and you know, winning a tight one against Minnesota. I just think our body of work is a lot more. We're way more battle tested than this Wisconsin team for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even even with four, even just in four games, I feel like across the country, you can make a case. Northwestern schedule has been as you know impressive, you know, as anybody. I mean, all after these, you know, Iowa, not Purdue, I guess, haven't played yet, but Nebraska and uh, Maryland, in their in their fall, they haven't lost after they played Northwestern. Maryland is two and zero. Iowa is two and zero. Nebraska is one and zero. You know. And right. it, it, it's sort of a weird stat to look at, but I think it's indicative of, you know, Northwestern, you know, especially for a team like Iowa and Nebraska, that sort of struggled. But, like, once a team plays Northwestern, it's like, you know, they sort of get their act together. And I don't know what exactly that, that says, but to me that just says Northwestern is, is, is beating these teams and, and, and suddenly they're good. That just means – well, maybe they've just been good the entire time, and Northwestern is is just better. And I just right. think it's one of those things where, you know, across the country, you know, at this point, Northwestern will always be, you know, maybe not always, but hopefully it'll change soon. This will be like that darling, sort of the dark horse, you know, the underdog. It's like you can look at it like that, fine. And like this Wisconsin team probably does deserve to be the favorite in this game, but like if 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 you're going back to cliches from a Western team, you, you haven't been watching because this is, you know, offensively a totally different team and defensively it's the same concepts. It's it's the same X, Y, and Z, but the execution is just at a level that we have not seen in a while. Uh, absolutely. And it, it, it is, it is that we're always the underdog. I feel like that's just, people just overlook Northwestern there. You know, we're the we're the nerds. We're the we're never, you know, the powerhouse that people think. So when we get that rankings, it's, oh, it's got to be a fluke. And then we show up on Saturday and we perform like we have these first four games. And it's it's not a fluke anymore, man. We've we've earned that spot. And, uh, you know, I hope they come out Saturday ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, somehow Purdue opened as a, as a favorite last week. And I was just I sat there. I'm just like. If you and and of course the line ended up moving like five points to become, you know, Northwestern's favorite. But it's like I don't know how you watch Northwestern perform. And Purdue had a great start to too. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how you could watch Northwestern and just be like, and and watch them get ranked even as well, and just be like, no, I think, I think Purdue, you know, should be the favorite. I mean, I guess, I guess they're I get their home, but that's not a, that's like against a team like Northwestern. That doesn't really matter. Like. They're playing in road environments and during regular times most of the time, even when, you know, especially when you get a team like Nebraska at home that travels so well. So I just think, especially, you know, it'll be interesting to see 
you know, if Northwestern wins, how, how that might change going forward, especially with ending the season with three, and not to get ahead of ourselves, three, you know, opponents that just have struggled this year. They're all one, one and three. They all, you know, Northwestern should be heavy favorites for, especially Michigan State and Illinois. But it's just, it's just gonna be fascinating, a fascinating outlook for for this team going forward. Yeah, you know, and, we, and like you said, we can't look too far forward because Saturday is gonna be a big one, man. And 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 the rest of the season, you know, it should take care of itself if we if we handle business the way we were capable of. But um, we, you know, I know it's been an emotional week for for Northwestern with uh, the loss of Joe Roscoe. Um, so they're gonna be playing with some emotion behind it, and it's been a tough week. Um, so hopefully, you know, they could, uh, come out and, and, um, you know, perform and, and play at a high level like that, man. Mm-hmm. And definitely, I think that would be, that'd be awesome for everybody, not just, you know, in, in the program, but outside the program to really see, you know, a, a, a great performance and effort in honor, in honor of Joe. And, you know, looking, you know, and, and we can, we can circle back to, you know, talk a little more about the ins and outs of this game too. What do you... What do you think about this Wisconsin offense that sort of scares you if you'd be a if you were Coach Hank or any of the other coaches on that T staff? I just think their their capability of controlling the line of scrimmage, both offensive and defensively, but their offensive line historically is has been the best offensive line in the country. Um and they like to pound the ball, man. That that's who they are, that's their identity, that's that's what you're gonna get with Wisconsin. So we just gotta be stout up front. We gotta be able to, you know, Got to have our D tackles take up two guys so we could free up our linebackers to make the plays. That's what that's what we've been you know doing all season. So we got to make sure we're, we're doing that and you know making sound tackles. They can't be um, you know breaking tackles. We got to be making sound tackles, fundamentally sound, and uh, we really got to step up our front. Our front four on defense has really got to step up. So I think that's going to be um, you know a key focus for this game for me. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. You know, I went to. Wisconsin's, you know, presser this week, and they had a lot of, you know, very interesting things to say. And I think, and especially hearing from Wisconsin's left tackle, the way he he talked about the Nor- the Northwestern defensive front, Cole Cole Van Lanen, you know, six five three thirteen. He pretty much said Northwestern does a, a lot of different things, and it's a very different defensive line from what from what other teams usually play. And I thought that was so interesting just to hear that, you know, especially from, you know, a place that's those offensive line you to really not just sort of acknowledge past struggles. I mean, Jonathan Taylor had two of his, you know, least impressive performances against Northwestern 2017, 2018. But just to hear like that for a front that's always comes in so confident and, you know, so belief in, in what they're doing, you know, they worry about sort of, and maybe worry is not the right word, but like they take a lot of note of what Northwestern is doing and, and they will not, especially up front, you know, take Northwestern lightly and, and maybe some others would. So it will be, I think you're 100% correct on the fact that, you know, the, the lines of scrimmage are going to be where, it, and like like most Big Ten games, like, you know, the way Fitz likes it, that, 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 that's where these games are going to be decided at, and this one is definitely no different. Right. And I mean, honestly, I think Hank has a little special place for, for Wisconsin, you know, coming from Wisconsin to Northwestern. 
he he always he always throws out his best game against Wisconsin, man. They, his defense always comes ready to play against Wisconsin. You know, I think maybe that's a little little something from Hank, you know, being there. But um, I, Hank will have the defense ready to roll. You know, we we just got to keep them off the field as much as possible as an offense. We got to sustain drives, keep them well rested. Um, because I, I honestly think it's going to be an absolute slugfest. Like, it's just going to be – it's it's strength for strength. So, it's it's going to be an absolute slugfest, and we really just got to sustain drives on offense to keep our defense off the field. What, what do you want to, you know, see from, from the offense? Is there anything in particular, you, you know, any – you want to see more passing? Because we've seen Northwestern do both this, too, uh, both a pass – you know, a more pass-efficient side and a more running-efficient side to win games. Is there anyone you particularly expect to see or like to see? I think Wisconsin's defensive front's going to shut down our run game, and I think Peyton's going to have to make some big plays with his arm. Um, and I think just being able to not allow Wisconsin to get a short field with a turnover or anything like that is going to be huge. Um, Peyton's going to have to play his best game again this week, and, and I think everyone knows that. He's going to have to make some plays with his arm. And um, if if possible, you know, try to stretch the field a little bit to to get that defense a little a little cushion there for us. So um, I I think we're gonna try to we're obviously gonna stick with the run. That's that's a given. That's that is our new identity. We're gonna stick with our game plan. We're gonna do what we do. But Peyton is definitely gonna have to make some big plays with his arm this week. Mm. No, I t- I, t- I totally agree with you there. I think you really you know hit the nail on the head. Sort of feel a little different. I really want to see, especially if it ends up being, you know, a, a, a you know, depending on on the weather, you know, it's, it should be cold. It was supposed to be very rainy, but it looks like the forecasts have opened up. But I still think, especially offensively, Charlie Kubander, you know, he's more obviously more special teams. But if you get into, you know, within thirty yards now, you know, and you know, you know, you're facing a fourth and long. There's no real fear anymore of, of having Kuban there go out and, and kick you a field goal and get you three points. Because, I mean, he's shown this year, you know, 46, three high 46 last week, another 40-yarder against Purdue, you know, multiple 40-yarders throughout the season. He is, you know, it's fun on the radar because all three levels and phases of the game have been so good. But, I mean, you got a guy kicking like that, kicking with confidence, kicking from distance, you know, not really worried about the elements because the elements weren't great at, at Purdue either. I mean, that's just huge no. for your offense, knowing, all right, dealing with maybe a third and long, you don't have to feel so much pressure to have to, you know, go try to get, you know, enough to try to, like, set up a fourth down if you know, you know, Kubander can't kick. You know, you can maybe take a bigger, you know, bigger chance, bigger bigger threat, maybe play a deep ball and just sort of you know, and take the three points if you have to. I think that's a game changer for, for this team because, you know, even not, not just last year, even, you know, 2018, you know, 2017 a little bit too, there was not the same confidence in, in, in the kick game. And I'm not saying this means the end of fourth down fits. I love fourth down fits. I love all going for it. But having Kubaner operating at this level just opens up the chances just so, you know, all right, we'll take the three points here. And we'll and we'll get the field goal, and I think that's 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 a game changer for this team. No, I a hundred percent agree with you, and and that's that's got to play in in Ramsey's head, you know, not 
not to take the chances, you know, in certain situations, he's got to have that, that, that belief and that confidence in, in Kubander. And I, obviously he should at this point. So, you know, Oh, you know, it's not there. Let's check it down. Let's, let, let's settle for a field goal and, and let's move on. Let's let our defense, you know, play the way they do. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's huge. And honestly, if, if we're talking players of the game, I think Charlie Kubander is my player of the game this week. I think he's going to have to step up big and, and kick a game winning field goal for us to, to get this W. I love it. I, that is a, that, that is a great, great player to choose. I really is. And I had to sneak it in before you picked him because I knew I knew where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. For me, if we're gonna, if, I, if I'm gonna pick one, I think I'm just looking at that. We talked about the line of scrimmage. You know, I'm looking at sort of the the defensive front. I'll do the two. You know. Starting ends, you know, Ernest Brown and you know, Atatame out of Aure. I mean, they've they've both of them have played really well to start the season, but they haven't faced an offensive line or just even an offense like like Wisconsin. And I think seeing how they how they do in, in the run game against a running attack this potent and this efficient. Again, they haven't even faced it, and even with you know, with, with Graham Mertz, it's, it's a little, it's a little different because he's much more of a, a passer than they've had in, in previous years. So they might not run the ball as much. But I mean, this is sort of the first, you know, team with a, a power running game that we, you know, a classic Big Ten offense we haven't seen. And we've seen these two guys step up in a lot of passing situations and, and passing downs, not just this year, but in previous years, especially for Ernest. But I think this is this is gonna be their their first really big challenge trying to contain and, and, and stop a defensive front. And I mentioned Van Van Lanen talking about, you know, what they do and how it's how, how they plug gaps is different. So that's gonna be something I'm really gonna watch. Cause if, if you see Northwestern have its continued success against that offensive line and that running game, I think that'll open up a lot of a lot of different things for that defense and really swing swing the game in, in Northwestern's hands. Because even though, you know, Mertz has had a lot of success and, and, and the passing attacks looks really good, the, the the run game, much like for, for us in the Northwestern, the run game is, is the bread and butter. It's what sets everything up. It's what keeps the offense moving. And if that D-line keeps up what it's done the last couple of years against Wisconsin, it's going to be really tough for them to, you know, put together a, a winning performance. No, I, dude, you couldn't have said it better. Like, like you're saying, man, if we shut them down and make them one dimensional and, and, and like you said, they set up their pass game with their run game. So if we make them one dimensional, handle the run game, it, I think it's, you know, Mertz is not going to be the player he's, he's been the first two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll definitely, definitely be fun to watch. And, and if, if you want, we, we doing predictions here. I, I'll, I'll go first this time. Yeah, let's let's see what you got. Listen, I think this Northwestern team is, is special. I'll, I'll come out and say it. I think, you know, like I said, we were both high on this team coming in. I think we both sort of maybe not predicted it to, to this level of efficiency we've seen on both sides, on all three, I'll say all three phases of, of the game. But, I mean, we knew this team was going to win a lot of games. We knew this team was going to, you know, do better than what a lot of people were, were expecting. I just think that I just think that, that continues. There's some there's something about this team. You know, I don't know whether it's yep. 
the fact that they still have not had a COVID case since they've started the daily, daily antigen testing, which is, you know, incredible to think about, especially as this country's going. They've won games, run the ball, throwing the ball. You know, the defense has been able to stop the run. You know, every, everything you'd say about a football team, turnover margin, you know, just holding teams to low yard, yard, yards per play. I mean, they, they've done it all. They've done it differently in every single game. And I think this is obviously their toughest battle. Wisconsin, as, as they are every year, is always a heck of a fight. And I, But I just think this Northwestern team's got a little bit of magic. And I just don't see it ending this this weekend at home, you know, with, you know, so much on the lines and so much, you know, passion I expect to be on, on the field. And I'll take, I think it'll be lower lower scoring. I, th- I saw somewhere, I forgot where it was, someone said, you know, first to 20 seems like it wins. I don't know if it's, if it's that, but I'll, I'll take Northwestern, you know, by, by, by a field goal to, to win it, you know, at the end. So you're going to steal my prediction. That's why you went first. I got it. I got it. No, I think I think you're absolutely right, man. I think I think it's going to be it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a battle of defenses. Um, you know, I think our defense is going to be up to the challenge for Wisconsin's offense. Um, you know, there's going to be some big plays here and there, but uh, I honestly think we're going to win it in the fourth quarter with the field goal. I my score is 17 to 14, man. I think I think we're each, we're just going to we're going to battle it out and at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a field goal and we're going to be able to come through with the W. I, I just, I, like you said, man, there, there's too much magic going around. So much, so much emotions this week with, uh, with everything that happened with Joe Roscoe. And, and if you're juiceless, you're useless is, is his, that's his quote, man. And, and we're going to, we're going to come out with some juice. We're going to play with some fire and we're going to go get that W. No, no matter what, whether, you, whether, you, whether you think we're, we're crazy for choosing Northwestern again, or you think Wisconsin's great, or you think Northwestern is, is going to dominate. This game is, it's going to be a fun game this weekend it's really going to be you know i was texting with somebody and, and i was sort of like and obviously we'd want all the games you know in an ideal world everybody's you know these games are packed but you want to mention one game that i really wish there could have been fans at and it's a different world this is the game because with the, the stakes for this right now it would have been electrifying at ryan field on saturday Oh, absolutely, man! Your your prime time ABC. It's 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 a it's a big game. Everyone knows it's a big game, and um, yeah, I w- I really wish the fans were there, man, to see it because it would have been packed in purple. That's for sure. Yeah, th- thank you all for for listening to this episode of the Believe in, in Northwestern Football podcast. Feel free to follow us on all your favorite listening platforms and leave a review or give us a comment. You know, we appreciate all the feedback and love hearing hearing from you guys. You know, we hope you enjoy what is definitely going to be one of the, the best, you know, football games of the weekend across the entire, you know, both I'd say pros and college level. You know, we hope, you know, and we hope to see you back here next week to talk some more, uh, some more Wildcat football, you know, for, for Jeremy Ebert, I'm, I'm Peter Warren. Have a great, have a great one. Go Cats, baby. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.